This is Roaring Light, your daily dose of faith, news, and community happenings from the staff of News Source One Mikiana, coupled with Christian independent artist music from Roaring Light Radio. So let's get ready to praise the Lord and smile the day away. The news is next. On its Black Friday sale is now on. Discover our lowest prices at our biggest sale of the year with up to 60% off, including 25% off supplements, 10% off fitness, 20% off nutrition, and more. The sale ends December 4th, so make sure to save big while supplies last. Learn more at onit.com. Coupons and codes do not stack on top of sale discounts. Coming up on 5-Minute News... Democrat Katie Hobbs beats Carrie Lake in Arizona governor's race. U.S. prosecutors argue Trump can't declassify records he claims are his. And Biden and Xi disagree on Taiwan, but seek to manage their differences. It's Tuesday, November 15. I'm Anthony Davis. Democrat Katie Hobbs was elected Arizona governor on Monday, defeating an ally of Donald Trump, who falsely claimed the 2020 election was rigged and refused to say she would accept the results of her race this year. Katie Hobbs, who is Arizona's Secretary of State, rose to prominence as a staunch defender of the legitimacy of the last election and warned that her Republican rival, former television news anchor Carrie Lake, would be an agent of chaos. Hobbs's victory adds further evidence that Trump is weighing down his allies in a crucial battleground state as the former president gears up for an announcement of a 2024 presidential run. Before entering politics, Hobbs was a social worker and an executive with a large domestic violence shelter in the Phoenix area. She was elected to the state legislature in 2010, serving one term in the House and three terms in the Senate, rising to minority leader. Carrie Lake is well known in much of the state after anchoring the evening news in Phoenix for more than two decades. She ran as a fierce critic of the mainstream media, which she said is unfair to Republicans. She earned Trump's admiration for her staunch commitment to questioning the results of the 2020 election, a stand she never wavered from even after winning the GOP primary. She baselessly accused election officials of slow-rolling the vote count this year and prioritising Democrat ballots as she narrowly trailed Hobbs for days following the election. The US Justice Department, in a court filing unsealed on Monday, accused Donald Trump's lawyers of gamesmanship for arguing that some of the documents seized by the FBI from the former president's Florida estate should be kept out of a criminal investigation because they are personal or privileged. Trump, who is expected to announce a 2024 run for the presidency today, has fought to keep materials seized by FBI agents during a court-approved August 8 search at his Mar-a-Lago estate in Palm Beach away from investigators in their criminal probe involving sensitive government records stolen when he left office last year. The department's filing stated that Trump is claiming privilege over 122 documents taken in the federal raid. Prosecutors wrote that they should then be allowed access to nearly 2,800 other papers that they are currently blocked from reviewing as part of their investigation. Trump's attorneys argued in their filing that he can unilaterally determine that records are personal and that he does not need to provide evidence that he made that determination and that the decision cannot be challenged. The Justice Department wrote in separate filings that Trump cannot claim that government records are his personal papers simply by saying so or simply by the act of removing them from the White House. The department said Trump cannot assert executive privilege over any documents he has claimed as personal records because any such records must be unrelated to official duties. Prosecutors are looking into whether Trump broke federal law by taking the records and also whether he obstructed the investigation into the missing papers. 
US President Joe Biden objected directly to China's coercive and increasingly aggressive actions towards Taiwan during the first in-person meeting of his presidency with Xi Jinping, as the two superpower leaders aimed on Monday to manage their differences in the competition for global influence. The nearly three-hour meeting was the highlight of Biden's week-long round-the-world trip to the Middle East and Asia and came at a critical juncture for the two countries amid increasing economic and security tensions. Speaking at a news conference afterward, Biden said that when it comes to China, the US would compete vigorously, but I'm not looking for conflict, he said. He added, I absolutely believe there need not be a new Cold War between America and the rising Asian power. While there were no watershed breakthroughs, the Biden-Xi meeting brought each side long-sought if modest gains. In addition to the shared condemnation of Russian nuclear threats, Biden appeared to secure from Xi the resumption of lower-level cooperation from China on a range of shared global challenges. Meanwhile, Xi, who has aimed to establish China as a geopolitical peer of the US, got symbolic home turf for the meeting on a range of shared global challenges. The White House said Biden and Xi agreed to empower key senior officials to work on areas of potential cooperation, including tackling climate change and maintaining global financial, health and food stability. China and the US are the world's worst climate polluters, and their one-on-one -on -one climate contacts are seen as vital to staving off some of the most dire scenarios of climate change. Biden's first stop on his long overseas trip was in Egypt for a major climate conference. You can subscribe to 5-Minute News on YouTube with your preferred podcast app, ask your smart speaker, or enable 5-Minute News as your Amazon Alexa flash briefing skill. Subscribe, rate, and review online at 5minute.news. 5-Minute News is an evergreen podcast covering politics, inequality, health, and climate, delivering independent, unbiased, and essential world news daily. If you enjoy 5-Minute News, join me for the Weekend Show podcast. Big picture conversations with expert guests about the state of America. Available every Sunday with Midas Touch and 5-Minute News. Search and subscribe to the Weekend Show. Welcome to Roaring Light. It is Tuesday, November 15th. Bringing you more news, national weather from Fox, information from Sylvia that will keep you informed on Michiana happenings and lift your faith, and great independent Christian music. Hey, we have Christmas tunes being sprinkled in more and more. Please keep the University of Virginia in prayers after that horrible campus shooting Sunday night. Our prayers too go towards them. Also our prayers go to a very successful launch tonight of Artemis 1. Live coverage links on News Source 1 Michiana. Well, there's a significant weather alert we need to bring to you before the music, so let's get that to you. Urgent winter weather message National Weather Service Northern Indiana, Northern Laporte Eastern and Western St. Joseph County in Indiana Cass MI Northern and Southern Berrien County in Michigan. Including the cities of Michigan City, Laporte, Kingsbury, Fish Lake, South Bend, Mississauga, Lakeville, Granger, North Liberty, New Carlisle, Walkerton, Doagic, Cassopolis, Edwardsburg, Marcellus, Benton Harbor, St. Joseph, Paw Paw Lake, Niles, New Buffalo, Stevensville, and Berrien Springs. Winter storm watch in effect from late tonight through Thursday morning. What heavy, wet lake effect snow. Total snow accumulations up to 8 inches possible where portions of northern Indiana and southwest Michigan went from late Tuesday night through Thursday morning. Impacts travel could be very difficult. The hazardous conditions could impact the morning and evening commutes. Precautionary preparedness actions monitor the latest forecasts for updates on this situation. Now your three-day forecast. Today snow likely, mainly after 3 p.m. Cloudy, with a high near 36. East wind 5 to 10 miles per hour. Chance of precipitation is 60%. Total daytime snow accumulation of less than a half inch possible. Tonight snow likely before 7 p.m., then snow showers likely, mainly between 7 p.m. and 10 p.m. Cloudy, with a low around 31. North wind around 5 miles per hour becoming southwest after midnight. Chance of precipitation is 70%. New snow accumulation of less than a half inch possible. Wednesday snow showers. High near 35. West wind 5 to 10 miles per hour. 
chance of precipitation is 90%. New snow accumulation of 1 to 3 inches possible. Wednesday night snow showers. Low around 28. West wind around 10 miles per hour. Chance of precipitation is 80%. New snow accumulation of 2 to 4 inches possible. Thursday a 40% chance of snow showers. Mostly cloudy, with a high near 33. West wind 10 to 15 miles per hour, with gusts as high as 25 miles per hour. Additional weather from Fox Weather Network will come in the second half.
This is a song that my wife and I wrote for Christmas this year. Um, it's called It's Christmas Not Xmas. Hope you enjoy it. Behind, but I'm telling what the shepherd already knows. 
pal, I've gotten off this path, so please leave the 99. Come get the one who's fallen from the pool. Come down to me. Come down to me. just for you. 
or anybody. You can head over to a brand new restaurant type thing that has opened up in Midbury. And it is called Designer Donut and Coffee. And it is located at 201 South Main Street in Midbury, Indiana. For any questions, you can give them a call at 574-358-0117. From what I hear, you are able to pick and design your own donut from the feeling to the icing to even the decorations. So if you're in the area, head over to Design Your Donut and Coffee to check out the fun that they are having over there. Take care and have a wonderful night. Michigan, here is something just for you to kick off this holiday season. You can head over to Bucktown Christmas at the Roddy Roddy Art Center, and that will be inside the Cannon Art Center. And that will happen on Saturday, November 26th. And you can paint ornament for $5. You can do some jewelry making for $10. Or you can visit the Artisan Market from 10 to 4. If you're looking for something to do, head over to the Buchanan Art Center. Take care and have a wonderful day. Here is a good resource website for women and just about anybody that may need help. You can head over to hermachina.org and this is a website created by women for women. Their goal is to connect our sisters in Northern Indiana with the network of compassionate care available to meet their specific needs. You can browse the resource guide to find out how you can tap into a broad spectrum of care, including mental, medical assistance, health screens for you and your significant other, pregnancy and parenting support, food, clothing, housing, psychological counseling, and financial aid. Once again, you can head over to hermichiana.org, and that is capital H-E-R, capital M-I-C-H-I-A-N-A.org. And... I've been to this website and they got some pretty good resources for women and whoever may need to help. Take care and have a wonderful day. Greetings. I'm Joel of Heart City Church. Welcome again to Happy and Whole in Him. Part of being and becoming happy and whole in Christ means being able to feel grief and express sorrow. St. Augustine once said, It's better the human heart should feel grief and be cured of it than by not feeling any grief to become inhuman. What Augustine recognizes is that you need to give space for grief if you want to find healing from grief. If you try to stuff grief down or steel yourself against sorrow, you become less human. To be fully human, you need to be able to be a sorrowful soul at the appropriate time. And as a culture, we're not very good at this. We do the best we can to ensure that we not feel grief. Antidepressant medication is a multi-billion dollar industry. And while I would never argue that there is not a legitimate need for medication, the fact remains that we generally do all we can to hide our grief. And I don't need a degree in counseling to observe there's an even greater need for expressing grief in 2020. You'd have to hide your head in the sand to argue we're not living in a deeply broken world. But we still tend to try to move past grief too quickly and not want to give it space in our lives. Earlier this year, Heart City had to stop worship services because of the first round of the pandemic. Just prior to our return to public worship, I had a Zoom meeting with some fellow pastors who had already done so, had returned to public worship, and they told me they made the mistake of getting their congregations too ramped up about the return to the first worship service. They prepared services full of joy, praise, and thankfulness. And then Sunday came, and it was a big letdown to the members who had been longing for the day. The 25% or less of the congregation that could attend found it not just strange, but miserable. It's hard to sing joyfully through a mask when you've never tried. 
and it was sad to see so few people and we have to stand six feet apart from those you love. These pastors told me to give space for lament, to pick songs that were filled with longing, to give expression to the grief of trying to gather when there is an invisible enemy stalking our world. And I'm very thankful they prepared me for what the new normal is. And I believe one way to deal with the new normal of 2020 and beyond well, is to go back to the old normal. And by that I mean the church needs to incorporate the psalms of lament, psalms of sorrow, into their worship and encourage their members to use them. In the Bible's hymn book, which has stood for thousands of years, there are many psalms that are laments because they teach us how to cry out to God, how to complain of our pain, how to express our great need, how the sorrowful soul gives voice to these emotions. In the last couple of weeks, two church friends have lost loved ones too soon, one to COVID, another to a brain tumor. For the church, for Heart City to only sing happy and triumphant songs is not realistic in a world where we feel pain. And even if you are joyful that morning, you should be willing to join in song with your sisters and brothers who are hurting. Jesus often quoted these psalms himself, and since Jesus was the most perfect human to ever walk our planet, we too should take in and then learn to breathe out these psalms that enable us to express our inner burdens to the one who hears, who heals, and who longs to make us whole. I'm going to read Psalm 6, a psalm of lament which is a prayer to God. I'll just point out a few things for you to listen for. First, you'll notice the psalmist expresses a fear that God might be angry if he shares the sorrows of his heart. Have you ever felt this way? At one point, the psalmist cannot even complete his thought. Have you ever found yourself unable to give expression to the grief inside? And lastly, the psalmist expresses his desperate condition and puts all his trust in God and concludes in the end that God does hear and accepts his prayer. I pray you'll do the same. Psalm 6 Lord, do not rebuke me in your anger or discipline me in your wrath. Have mercy on me, Lord, for I am faint. Heal me, Lord, for my bones are in agony. My soul is in deep anguish. How long, Lord, how long? Turn, Lord, and deliver me. Save me because of your unfailing love. Among the dead, no one proclaims your name. Who praises you from the grave? I am worn out from my groaning. All night long I flood my bed with weeping and drench my couch with tears. My eyes grow weak with sorrow. They fail because of all my foes. Away from me, all you who do evil, for the Lord has heard my weeping. The Lord has heard my cry for mercy. The Lord accepts my prayer. All my enemies will be overwhelmed with shame and anguish. They will turn back and suddenly be put to shame. This is the Public News Service Daily Newscast for Tuesday, November 15th, 2022. I'm Mike Moen. President Joe Biden says Democrats still lack the power to codify abortion rights into law, despite his party's stronger-than-expected performance in the midterm elections. During the campaign, Biden said if Democrats picked up seats, the first piece of legislation that he would send to Congress would be to enact a nationwide right to abortion. Although ballots from last week's election are still being counted in some districts, Republicans are on track to take control of the House of Representatives by a narrow margin, putting them in position to block any abortion legislation. Democrats will maintain control of the Senate and may even expand their majority after next month's runoff in Georgia, but some members of the party have been unwilling to sidestep filibuster rules to pass an abortion law. Opening arguments start today in a case that pits Big Pharma against community health centers that serve low-income and uninsured patients. At issue is a government drug discount program known as 340B. It requires drug makers to sell certain medications at lower prices to health centers and hospitals. Three drug makers, AstraZeneca, 
Sanofi and Novo Nordisk are suing the feds for the right to restrict rebates to drugs dispensed at health centers rather than pharmacies closer to patients' homes. Fisheria Keys with the National Association of Community Health Centers says this cuts into the center's revenue and ultimately affects public health. So as health centers have been losing money and that translates into losing services for patients, pharmaceutical manufacturers have actually made money over the last few years while safety net providers like health centers are passing out their COVID-19 vaccines to the most underserved community. The trade group Pharmaceutical Research and Manufacturers of America has argued that the 340B program provides tens of billions of dollars in drug discounts, but doesn't require health centers or hospitals to prove the money goes to patient care. In the Midwest, a group that led the fight against the Keystone XL pipeline has turned its attention to a different environmental cause. Bold Alliance, a project of Bold, Nebraska, is part of a coalition fighting plans for four carbon capture pipelines in the region. Last week, they protested a conference held in Iowa for carbon pipeline developers. Bold Alliance director Jane Cleave says her group considers carbon pipelines even more risky than oil or gas pipelines. She sees local residents for guinea pigs for an unproven technology. These new pipelines would actually be doing something that's never been done in the United States, where they are pumping into the ground this toxic waste at high pressure and hoping that it stays there forever and doesn't do any harm. Supporters say storing carbon should be one of many tools used to reduce carbon dioxide levels in the atmosphere, a leading contributor to climate change. This is PNS. Those still looking to book trips home to visit family or take a vacation during the holidays need to act fast and prepare for sticker shock. In an Associated Press report, airline executives say that based on bookings, they expect huge demand for flights over Thanksgiving, Christmas, and New Year's. Travel experts say the best deals for airfares and hotels are already gone. Part of the reason for high fares is that airlines are still operating fewer flights than in 2019, even though passenger numbers are nearly back to pre-pandemic levels. Turning to education, a report on black students in the community college system finds fewer are signing up to attend two-year colleges. One Pennsylvania school wants to change that. Danielle Smith reports. At the Community College of Philadelphia, Dr. Darren Lipscomb says the two-year school has seen African-American student enrollment drop by about one-third, but they're working on increasing enrollment overall and particularly for black male students. The school has a program geared towards African-American men with targeted academic and non-academic support to help them succeed in school. Our Center for Mental Engagement, they offer a summer bridge program that provides support to incoming students, students of color who are enrolling at the uh, institution. And I think in, in addition to just uh, having having no supports, they're also providing ongoing mentorship throughout the course of the year. The report on black students' experiences in community colleges says overall enrollment dropped 18 percent from fall 2019 to fall 2021. The research from the Joint Center for Political and Economic Studies found multiple pressures that keep students from finishing school, including hunger and housing insecurity. First responders experience some of the most horrific events in modern life and often carry huge loads of stress home from their jobs. A new program taking shape in Michigan provides resources and cutting-edge services to first responders to alleviate post-traumatic stress disorder and other work-related mental health challenges. The result is Frontline Strong Together, a website and 24-7 call line created by first responders and mental health experts. Wayne State University psychiatry professor Dr. Alezra Amir Sadri is the project's main developer. He says high stress pushes too many first responders to the edge. Part of trauma, in fact, is that you dismiss, you deny, you try to rationalize, intellectualize all these, but in reality is avoidance of discussing it and the impact of it on them. Wayne State teamed with the Michigan Crisis and Access Line in consultation with police and fire unions, paramedics, and dispatchers to develop the program. It's funded through a $2 million grant from the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services. And that is the Public News Service Daily Newscast for Tuesday, November 15, 2022. I'm Mike Moen. A reminder, you can find our eight trust indicators to support transparency and accuracy at publicnewsservice.org. Tunnel under Egypt could lead to Cleopatra's tomb. This is BreakingNewsEnglish.com. Egypt is a land of eternal mystery and wonder. It is a paradise for archaeologists, hoping to unearth 
the latest ancient marvel. Archaeologists at an extensive excavation near the northern Egyptian city of Alexandria have just made such a discovery. Kathleen Martinez, an archaeologist at the University of Santo Domingo, has dedicated most of her life to searching for the long-lost tomb of Queen Cleopatra. The queen ruled over Egypt more than 1,000 years ago. Earlier this week, Martinez and her team stumbled upon an amazing find. They uncovered a 1,305-metre tunnel located 13 metres underground. Architectural design experts have called it an engineering miracle. Ms Martinez was elated at the find. She told the CNN news agency about what she found besides the tunnel. She said, The excavation revealed a huge religious centre with three sanctuaries, a sacred lake, more than 1,500 objects, statues, golden pieces and a huge collection of coins portraying Alexander the Great and Queen Cleopatra. Martinez's quest to find Queen Cleopatra's tomb began in 2005. She said, My perseverance should not be confused with obsession. I simply admire Cleopatra as a historical character. Martinez spoke of the potential importance of her team's work. She added that if the tunnel leads to Cleopatra's tomb, it will be the most important discovery of the century. The city of Boston will pay more than $2 million after the Supreme Court ruled the city's rejection of the Christian flag was unconstitutional. This is truth itself. The $2.1 million will pay legal fees and other expenses to Liberty Council, a Christian legal group that spearheaded a successful legal challenge to the city's refusal to allow a Christian cross flag to fly outside City Hall, a case that went all the way to the U.S. Supreme Court. Liberty Council Chairman Matt Staver said in a statement, We are pleased that after five years of litigation and a unanimous victory at the U.S. Supreme Court, we finally let freedom fly in Boston, the cradle of liberty. In May, the U.S. Supreme Court unanimously ruled that Boston violated Camp Constitution's First Amendment rights by denying the group's request to fly a white flag with a red Christian cross displayed in the corner on Constitution Day 2017. After the court's ruling, the city allowed the flag to be raised at City Hall Plaza in August. According to the spokesperson, the settlement allows the city to avoid the costs and uncertainty associated with further litigation in this case. For years, the city has allowed outside groups holding ceremonies at City Hall Plaza to hoist flags of their choosing on one of the three flagpoles on the property in place of the city's flag. While some of those flags were other countries' flags, others were flags for special causes, such as the LGBT pride flag. The only flag rejected was the Christian flag. Timothy Kroll from the Helios Projects says we've been called to train 3,000 untrained pastors around the world who have absolutely no Bible or theology training due to the fact they can't afford it. He said so far we have less than 1,000 who wait for training in 2022. Pray that we reach this goal. At trainapastor.com, $150 trains three pastors. That's trainapastor.com. You can see these stories and more on our website, truthitself.com. Truth Itself, news that impacts your faith, family, and country. With FSN Spotlight, I'm Simon Marks. You may have heard about the futility of selling coals to Newcastle, but what about the idea of selling moon dust to NASA? That's what one Japanese company is planning to do. At the end of this month, it will head off on a three-month journey to the moon where it will mine for moon dust that will then be brought back to Earth and sold to America's space agency. NASA has signed a $5,000 contract for the cargo. What is going on here? Franz von der Dunk is a professor of space law who has advised numerous governments and space agencies worldwide. So it's basically a little bit to test the waters. I mean, NASA can obviously use moon dust for certain scientific purposes, although they have their own collection as well. So it's really trying out the legal situation because there's a little bit of uncertainty there. Both Japan and the United States have laws in place which basically allow private sector companies to, to harvest uh, lunar resources, but there's a lot of international political 
in particular political opposition against that and so they are testing to what extent this this may give rise to a negative reaction of people who say you can't do that the moon belongs to everyone and so does the moon dust last year japan passed a law granting companies permission to prospect for resources in space similar laws have also been passed in the u.s luxembourg and the united arab emirates with fsn spotlight i'm simon marks this episode is brought to you by Purina. 48% of domestic abuse survivors delay leaving because they can't take their pet with them. Purina and Red Rover created the Purple Leash Project to help domestic violence survivors and their pets by providing grants to make shelters pet friendly. They're building a future where no one escaping abuse has to leave a pet behind. Visit purpleleashproject.com to find out how you can help today. Fox Weather. I'm Fox Weather meteorologist Jane Menard. Here's the latest from America's Weather Center. Grab the heavier coat as you leave the house. Temperatures begin in the 20s and 30s, and they'll only climb into the 40s and 50s for the afternoon. The first significant fall chill opening up the Tuesday for millions across much of the eastern half of the country. We even have some snow falling in the Great Lakes. We have about another one to three inches possible across places like northern Michigan, Mackinac City, Marquette, where we do have winter storm warnings in place. Take your time this morning if you do head out on the roads. Meanwhile, across the west, we head to Washington and Oregon where temperatures remain a bit warm above average with highs in the 70s. We are expecting to see a pattern change by the weekend, so soak up the warmth for those 50s return on Saturday. Get the latest weather updates anytime, anywhere by downloading the Fox Weather app at foxweather.com.
decided to follow Jesus And I'm ready for the mighty wind rushing Alpha and Omega the beginning and the enemy be coming back again And that's the end of the discussion There has to be a God When you look up in the sky Stars at night and the birds fly by What about the makeup of a human eye? There has to be a God Hundreds of billions of galaxies The wind and the seas, the mountains, the trees What's gonna take for the world to believe? There has to be a God When you look up in the sky Stars at night and the birds fly by And what about the makeup of a human eye? There has to be a God Hundreds of billions of galaxies The wind and the seas, the mountains, the trees What's it gonna take for the world to believe? Yeah.
Today's devotional comes out of Luke 6, verses 27 through 31. But I say to you who hear, love your enemies, do, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, pray for those who abuse you. To one who strikes you on the cheek, offer the other also. And from one who takes away your cloak, do not withhold your tunic either. Give to everyone who begs from you, and from one who takes away your goods, do not demand them back. And as you wish that others will do to you, do so to them. The key verse is Luke 6, 31. Do as you wish that others would do to you, so do so to them. Treat others the way you want to be treated. It is very hard to treat people the way you want to be treated if they're mean to you. Kids mimic adults. The adults teach the children how to act. The first person the kids see is whoever the adult is that raises them. And it may not be the parents. It could be a grandparent. It could be a brother or sister that's raising the kids. Maybe it's some kids right away are given to adoption. And so it could be adoption agency or a foster care agency. The first few people that a kid sees is some person, and that's who the kid looks up to. It should be. We as adults need to do better for our kids. We need to do better as who they are, what we want them to be, and everything in between. Treat others the way you want to be treated. As this is World Kindness Week, and that is a good reminder, treat others the way you want to be treated. So that it does not mean if someone's mean to you, you turn around and disrespect to them. Or if someone's mean to you, turn around and you want kindness. Saying something kind to them could change the atmosphere or change their day. Someone who's being bullied by a bully, treating that bully with respect. Saying something kind about that person, maybe he, him, or her will stop doing what they're doing to you. Whatever that may be. Adults are very guilty of this too. There are some disrespectful adults out there who are not so kind to everybody. And that has to do with maybe it's internal pain or they're just struggling, but we don't know what they're going through. Treat others the way you want to be treated. That is always the golden rule. And love your enemies. We actually love our enemies. How can we love somebody who's mean to us? It goes without a say, show kindness. A kind word goes a long way. Yelling at somebody doesn't make it even better. A kind word goes a long way. A picture is worth a thousand words. We all, as adults, 
as kids and teenagers can do better to make this world a better place one step at a time let's do better this week in the future to make the world a better place Heavenly Father, be with the listeners, both near and far, wherever they're listening and tuning in on, whether it's Anchor, Spotify, Apple, who knows what they're tuning in on. Be with them and help them try to be a good example for the people they meet. Help them to pray for their enemies, love their enemies. Help them to be kind to everyone. The struggle is very hard. As kids, teenagers, adults, we all struggle with being kind to somebody at first. Give us the peace, the strength we need to show kindness to someone we don't know or to our enemy. We all have enemy out there. We just don't know it. Continue to bless them this week and throughout the week as they figure out ways to show kindness. As we anticipate World Kindness Week all week, please and pray. Amen. I wonder